Hello and welcome to another edition of the Potters Podcast. It's been an interesting week where we did well against Wigan Athletic with a fantastic scraped 1-0 win. And then this weekend we came up against Birmingham City and I told Ange last week, I'm, I'm never sure about Birmingham. We never do well against Birmingham and we didn't do well against Birmingham. We lost 2-1. Now I wish I'd gone yes, with me. I had 2-1. I had 2-1, you didn't. Yeah, you had 2-1, but you had it 2-1 for Stoke. Where well, I, that doesn't matter. At least I got the score right. Where I had a one-all draw because I went with my heart, because you forced me to go with my heart as well, Ange, and I said Head was telling me a 2-1 defeat. So technically, it's still 1-0, but it should be 2-0, Ange. No, you've missed that mid- win- midweek in Wigan where I had us to win and you didn't. Yeah, so you... I think you'll find it's one each. No, because Ange, you had 2-1, Wigan. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm, I'm not playing your rules anymore. <laughs> right, this is how it works, Ange. We have to get the score right and the win for Stoke or whatever, but we aren't doing it. We've got one so far, which is me. I won 2-1 last year. So all I'm saying, Ange, is we're not very good at this game, are we? Well, I'm, I'm going to come on strong second half of the season. Wait till after the World Cup, I will be a world beater. Well, I'll be honest, Andrew, you did that last year when you got that one <laughs> right. <laughs> what, what a win. I don't know why we're laughing here. It's not a laughing matter this week, apart from Wigan. No, it's not a laughing matter, so we'll go straight in with Wigan. Tell us what, what happened against Wigan, because it, it seemed like a good result. Well, it was a good result, wasn't it? Uh, listen, it was a good result, Um it wasn't a good game, and if their bloke Keane had have scored just before half-time with a header, I don't know how he missed, you do wonder if we'd have won. But it was a well-worked goal, uh, nice nice pass to Tymon from Gale. He put it away really well, and Stoke did, they were fine. Uh, the only heart-rendering moment was when, in I think it was the 91st minute, one of their players handballed the ball in the net, and they all went... All 8,000 of the Wigan fans went mental, but luckily the ref saw it. Um, otherwise, we would have only had one point. It, it sort of stopped the rot, and then what happens? You don't put enough stuff on to stop the rot, and the rot starts on the Saturday. So, it was a good win against Wigan. I don't think either of the teams will go down, to be honest. James McLean did the normal James McLean things. I'm just more concerned about uh, the performance on Saturday. I thought we were dire. What did you think? Um, well, we'll go into that in a bit after, but we're going to talk about a bit more about the Wigan game because we won and I want to keep a bit of a positive spin on it. So Josh Tymon returned, scored a good goal, to be fair, got into the box well and, and put it away well. And then it looked like he'd broke his leg <laughs> at the end of the game. So, yeah, but he hadn't. I know he hadn't, but it, 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 I was terrified. When he came off, I thought, here we go again. We've got another... T- t- and I'm not Timon's biggest fan. So, But you've also, you should have had more concern about uh, Nick Powell, who had a scratch on his side from his little ruckus with Twirl or whatever his name was, Twirl or whatever, tw- the, yeah. the centre-back, who they had a little bit of a roll around the grass and... Um, he then sat down, lifted up his shirt, saw a grass stain and had to come off. Well, you know what Nick Powell's like, any kind of twinge and, or twist and he's he's probably injured again. Right, so okay, you want to go into, so we go into Stoke versus Birmingham, a match I hate. I've never liked playing against Birmingham. I don't see Birmingham as a football club, they're animals in my opinion. And that's me just being polite. 
the possession for the game was 62% to Stoke and 38% to Birmingham. Shots we had 11, they had 8. Seven of ours were on target, so we're getting more on target. Three of theirs to them, really, which shows how bad we are at times that they're having only three shots and scoring twice. Corners they had four, corners that they had, we had four, sorry, they had three. Fouls, we had 14, they had 17. So it was a scrappy game, wasn't it? I don't... Uh, look, Birmingham did what they had to do. But from my perspective, if, if I was a Stoke player on that pitch yesterday, I know they don't do it on purpose. But I'd have been taking a good look, hard look at myself and I'd be thinking, did I really put in much of a shift today? Because I thought things you never thought I would say. I thought Fox was in line for the man of the match. I thought Clark and Fossu, when they came on, looked better than the team that had been on all the way through. I thought it was a dire performance. And I don't know whether they knew what they were supposed to be doing. Um, Campbell, well, if he's had glandular fever and he's suddenly back in the team, you'd expect him to play like he played. He he, he didn't have any life in him. Powell, I just thought Powell was in one of those, oh, it's raining today, moods. He never put a pass to a Stoke player. Um, I thought we were pretty... Bad. Yeah, we were bad. There's, there's no question about it. It was a bad performance. Shoddy at the back again. I was very worried about the goalkeeper again. And to be honest, that third shot should have gone in, shouldn't it, really? But before yeah, we, absolutely. But before we kick in, we're going to have to mention Scott Hogan, the fat lad that we signed on loan, has, has done it again. He's scored against us. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the Lord of Averages says that if ever a player needs to score, if ever a player's making the debut making a comeback, hasn't scored for 960 years, put them on against Stoke and they will get rid of that record. Every record possible going is the one that we managed to get people to break, but never for us. I mean, I, I, I felt that playing Jagielka for the third match in a week was too much. It's easy, hindsight's easy, but I thought he looked uh, leggy from the word go. I just thought it was a very poor performance and, and, and as you say, your mate, super thin Hogan, uh, he took his goal well, didn't he? Yeah, he took it well, and you know, I don't, I didn't like him when he played for us, and I don't like him when now he plays for Birmingham. I, I, you can, I think you can feel that I don't like Birmingham City, can't you? Just about. You're hiding it well, but Jukovic, he always comes on and does something against us. Always has, always will. Yeah, to be honest, when he's three, if he pulls on the shirt, he'll score against Stoke. To be honest, he's a player that I'd look at if I was Stoke at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. I think we need somebody like that, a man who can hold it up at the top, who's who's a nuisance, really. We, we need somebody who can keep a hold of that ball, because the problem is, as I've said so many times, the ball's going up there, but it's just coming back because no one can grip a hold of it. You know, we need some where, a ball where the balls go up and they stick, like when Sadibi played, you know, we knew a long ball, he'd stick to him, and then we'd create round it. It worked well. But we're going now with everybody's favourite part of the week. But before I do, I'm going to come in with a question. I've got a question this week and I've decided to bring it back because everyone used to love it in the past and somebody this week asked, why do we not do it anymore? Are you ready for this, Ange? You've Is this got... your mother? No, no. You've got three clues, but they're going to come through the show and then we can guess at the end and see if you're right or not. Oh, goody, goody. Let's go. I love a quiz. Right. Now, this is a father and son duo and they have links to the area. Now, one of these players... Ended his career at Stoke City, which is the son. 
And the father ended his professional playing career. He went on to play for other clubs, but they were all non-league after Port Vale. That's your first clue. Now, you can't guess. Okay. Well, you, you, you can have a guess, but it's going to be... A, this is an odd one. I'm not, I'm not, I didn't well, know this till this can week. Can I just say that I, I switched off when you mentioned Port Vale? Well, I'm sorry. It, it is a part... It's a collect to the local area, and I didn't know this till the other day. So, there's your first clue. Do you think you've got an idea? Chamberlain. No. Okay. No. Right, so we move into player rating. So we go straight in with Joe Bersick. I thought Joe was very much at fault with the, the second goal. I, I, he didn't command his area. I thought, what's he, what's he doing coming out there? And then you see the ball in the back of the net. Albeit that nobody actually tried to help them to stop the bloke heading it. But I thought he was really bad yesterday. It is... Uh, his command of the air, as I say, is not good, uh, and I'm giving him three. Um, I'm going to go in with a two for Bersi. Can I want to see Bottom in the next game? <sighs> he was willing to play short passes, which is an improvement for him because we, we've always complained about how poor he is it on the on the ball. But he was at fault, like you said, for the first goal. I thought he was kind of in fault for the second as well by messing about. I mean, he kept coming short all the time. I don't know what he was doing. I mean, I think at one point I could hear Alex Neal going, what are you doing from the sideline? <laughs> so, it's, it's got to improve, hasn't it? And you can understand why now he's saying he's desperate for a goalkeeper. I mean, we've got Bersic there, who, let's be honest, is the best of what we've got at the moment. But I still... His distribution's awful, Ian. But it was, that did improve yesterday, so I will give him a bit of a, a, bit of a shout for that, because at least his passes were hitting a man and, and he's... You know, fair enough, he didn't do long balls, which he shouldn't be allowed to do, really, because it's horrific when he does. But I thought he did improve in that. It's just he's got to improve his positioning. He's got to improve when he needs to move forward and when he needs to stick. There was a couple of times yesterday where Djokovic was sort of getting in the right areas because he wasn't coming at the time when he needed to and the headers were coming down. And he was, like I said, the ball was sticking with Djokovic and he were able to build round it. That's not good enough for me. So he gets a two. Right, now we go into the man who we've all been wanting to return and it didn't really work out, which was Sterling. I didn't think he had a very good game at all yesterday. I thought he was... He didn't offer anything going forward yesterday, which I think he's done in previous matches. Give him a four. A four? I'll go on for three. I thought... I can't remember him doing anything, to be honest, yesterday. I thought he was just a passenger. He, he didn't seem to help the defence out and he didn't seem to get forward like he normally does. I thought it was a really disappointing return. Um, and that's all I can really say. I can't really say anything because he didn't do anything. He didn't even get give away a yellow card. He made a dodgy foul in the second half, but it was very poor from Sterling. Yeah. And he's been a really good revelation signing, hasn't he? And, he has, yeah. But the return, and it's not been very impressive, has it? Right, so now we move into the mouth opening. He's back. It's Josh Simon. Yeah, well, you wouldn't have been calling him a mouth opener on when he scored that goal midweek. No, um, I wouldn't have done, but it's... Yeah, this. I thought he tried hard, but he, he didn't do a lot. He was quite quiet, wasn't he? So I'll give him a five. Uh, a four again. I mean, he had a good shot, which Ruddy... I mean, I forgot he was still playing, to be honest, till, till yesterday... It, which was pretty well scooped once. But other than that, he, he was not linked into the play again. And we've said this so many times with time. And if 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 nobody links him into the game, he is a very quiet player and doesn't yeah. he doesn't move enough for me. And that that's the problem I have. Like 
there's a couple of times when you know you're, you're looking at him going come on go forward now break the ball forward but instead he was he was just lounging around waiting for a midfielder to set him away he's got to improve this part of his game he can't just keep sitting there all the time waiting for somebody else to bring him into the play because that's the thing I liked about Fosu is that he'd never give up and he'd try drag himself into the game where timing doesn't he did brilliant against Wigan no question but not very good at all yesterday and I wasn't impressed Right, now we move into Phil Jagielka. Mm. I thought, uh, had he not made that mistake for the first goal, it would have been a very different match, if I'm being honest. You just have to get on with it, don't you, Four. Uh, he gets a two for me, Phil Jagielka. I thought he was very poor. Um, I don't understand what he was doing for the goal conceded. A man of his experience shouldn't be making mistakes like that. I don't care whatever happens. He's a 40-year-old man who's been playing in internationals, played in Euros, I think. Didn't he play in the World Cup? He's got vast experience behind him. What's he making mistakes like that for? Now, it's not all his fault because Alex Neil has decided to stick him in for three straight games, which, you know, for any 40-year-old, that's ridiculous. I mean, he, he was knackered, wasn't he? I mean, as soon as he was doing his warm-ups, you could see him sort of like feeling his legs and sort of like moving his back. And... He, yeah, he shouldn't have played, and he gets a low mark. Right, now we move into Ben Wilmot. The one thing that I remember Ben Wilmot doing yesterday was um, the pass that got Thompson the yellow card. I thought it was diabolical. I thought he, he made a lot of mistakes yesterday. Um, four. I'll go in with a four as well, to be fair. I thought Ben Wilmot... He, he, he never, the thing I like about Wilmot, he never hides. I, I like that about him. I think he's... He's a young player who's trying to learn his trade. I thought he... Yes, his touches yesterday were horrific. Some of the passing, you know, Thompson had to recover one of them, which could have been a yeah. goal, let's be honest. But at least he got up. He tried. He tried to get us back in the game. A good header that was well saved by Ruddy, to be fair, late on in the game. And... I, I don't know. I, I think he... It's one of them, isn't it, where when we look at performances like this, we can blame everybody, but I thought he was better than lots, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I think he probably was. Right, so now we move into Morgan Fox, who I've got to be honest, I'm going to make him man of the match for the first time. Well, he is man of the match for me. I thought he had a decent game compared to the rest. The one thing that stood him out from the others is he didn't make mistakes the others did. But if you're giving your man of the match six, which I am, says a lot about the way the team played. So he's my man of the match with six. Well, he's my man of the match with five, which shows you. God. Because he, he, he did all right. I mean, his touching was well. I thought defensively he, was, he did okay. But he got caught out of position too much yesterday. Again, where... I know he didn't make any mistakes and he made a couple of useful tackles, but he was. I think to, at times he's too eager, isn't he, to push forward and try and get the ball yeah. moving. And I think that is his biggest downfall at times. And yesterday there was a couple of times where he was so eager to push forward, he passed the ball way too short. I can't think, it was, it was, I don't know if it was Troy Deeney, I'm not sure who it was, who picked the ball up and just ran at us. And we were all out of position. And I think it did... You know, we were lucky to escape it, which is why he gets that score from me. But he was, he was the best of what it was, but there wasn't a lot to scream about, was there? No, not, 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 well, nothing really. Right, so now we're moving to Jordan Thompson. I thought Jordan Thompson 
did as good as he could, which I suppose is a daft thing to say, really, because they all try as hard as they can. For me, he's the only person that can... And he knows when he's got a break-up play and he reads the tax. Uh, and I'm going to give him a 5-2. I'll give him a 4. I thought he was trying to change the game on many many times, obviously. He was, he was really trying, to be fair, to Thompson. When we look at other players and we say they don't care, Thompson isn't one of them. He grafts, he's got some true grit about him. There's no question about that. But... After that silly booking, it looked like he was completely out of the game because he, he didn't. Yeah. He, 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 it's like he switched off. It was like a complete switch off. And some of his passing was was very bad yesterday. I'll be honest. Some of his short passing was. I mean, the whole team was. That's a big problem I saw of yesterday is that we couldn't pass the ball. You know, it was like hot potato that we were just trying to give back to Birmingham. It was pretty woeful, really. And Thompson was a big part of that. I mean, Thompson is he one of those players that is going to come good? I don't know, but at his age, he should be he should be playing better than he is for me. I like his grit. I think he's I think he's an all right player, but I don't think he's ever going to be more than a squad player for me. And at this level, it's got to improve, hasn't it? At the end of the day, it's got to yes. improve. And for me, when I look at these players, that from the entire from the top to the bottom, we'll we'll discuss this after. But yeah, not good enough for me. Right now, we move into Baker. Right, well, for me, uh, Lewis Baker hasn't done it at all this season. I don't know whether it's the armband weighing heavy. I'd take the armband off him anyway, but um, he's getting a three. I'll go on with a two for Baker yesterday. And, I mean, he took his penalty well, no question of that. He has got a good skill of that. And, to be fair, you know, it was some. I think it was one or two where he linked well with a couple of passing, but then he was disappeared out of the game. He ain't the captain. I've said this right from the beginning, and as soon as Suter gets back fitted in the squad, I want him named captain. Um, not good enough. Not good enough at all for me, Baker. Since he's had this contract, it's been a different player, and, and I'm not impressed by him. Right, so now, why is this player playing? I don't get it, Ange. You've got to have to Are explain you talking about Smallbone? Why is Smallbone playing? I don't understand myself um, why he plays, because... I don't see him get into good positions. Um, sometimes you see a glimpse of something and you think, oh, yeah, wow. But the glimpses are getting less and less. Uh, he's getting a three. I'm going to go over two. I mean, there was a couple of promising moments where he was building things up, but then he'd, he'd give the ball away. There's loads yeah. of times where he was doing trickery and there's no need for it. I mean, it's all good doing trickery when you're beating a man who's in front of you and, and you're getting through on goal, but he does... It's like he does little tricks when there's nobody near him. Yeah. You know, the whole point of a trick is to lose a man, not, oh, look at me. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I, d I just don't understand what he does. I mean, I never see these tricks when he's one-on-one -on -one with a defender and can get round him and score a goal. He does it when there's literally nobody near him, but then it wastes space because he, you can, instead of doing that stupid trick and then looking up, he could just look up and make a good pass. I don't understand why he's playing. I, I genuinely don't because I've not seen anything from him. There's no end product at all. Every pass is misled. He's good at passing it sideways. And for me, the big problem was off with our forward play at the moment. Hit Smallbone because the ball goes to him and then he, he arses about with it and then passes it back to Baker or passes it back to Thompson or Laurent when he plays. 
he doesn't bring anything to the table for me. And I don't understand yeah. why he's playing. Right, now we go into a more advanced role, but Nick Powell's back. I thought Nick Powell was so poor in the first half. Um, he was playing right up alongside Campbell. It clearly didn't work for either of them. When he dropped back into the midfield in the second half, he was a bit better. But um, I didn't think there was a great deal to write home about five. Three for me, to be brutally honest. Um he had an early header that was saved. I mean, personally, he should have buried that, in my opinion. But, again, same with Smallburn. What was all that arsing about with all that trickery? Trying to oh, trying to do little intricate passes that didn't pay off. I yeah. mean, they were literally just going straight to Birmingham all the time. I'm thinking, just yeah. use your brain, hold the ball, and then pass Campbell away. Stop doing little stupid flicks. That's what, for me, Alex Neal has what needs to get out of these, these players. I think they think. I think they think they're, they're good players, don't they? That's what it seems well, to me. They aren't as good as they think they are. Well, they definitely are. We know that. Right now, we're going to Campbell, who showed a bit of energy actually yesterday. Oh, give over! All right, we know you don't like Tyree Sands. Just... No, 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 that's not true. I, I, I think there could be a much better Tyree. I thought he looked like a man that was not fit. And if you've had glandular fever, you're not fit. And I thought he had his worst match ever in the Stokes shirt. I just thought he was awful. And I put that down to the fact that the man's not well. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I thought for a man who's just come back from an illness, I mean, why, why he played, I don't know. Which will go well, exactly. Um, I thought he was poor. But, I, thought, I thought he was poor. And he, how many times can you be offside in a game? Well, he probably he just broke the world record. I, I, I bet he couldn't see what was happening. That's why, because he was very well. I bet, I bet even Tyrese went, I'm playing. I've just been ill. Well, he'd see, yeah. the, he'd see the you a gale. All right, I'll get my boots on. <laughs> yeah, it's one of them where he tried to make a couple of quick passes. I mean, to be honest, he made Ruddy move a bit as well, which is, I thought there was a bit of energy from him. For somebody who's been ill, I was quite surprised, right. really. Yeah, he was offside a few times, that. but I thought, you know, he gets a four for me just for effort, really. All right. <laughs> right, substitutions. Clark for Sterling. Well, I thought he did some nice flicks and tricks, but he was definitely at fault for the second goal, as much as Bursic. His, mar- his marking was woeful. Um, four. Uh, two for me. It fought for the Dean goal, a man who couldn't even get in the Birmingham side last season, who's now all of a sudden in, and, and, and guess what? He scores against Stoke. The the presents yeah. are all... It, it's, it's always Christmas at Stoke, Christmas Andy, isn't it? Christmas when you play Stoke, it it, is, it, yeah. it's, it's, it's always Christmas. Uh, out jump for the goal. His crossings are so inconsistent. One minute, it's a, oh, that's a lovely one. Then the next one, it's like, geez, have you, has he just hit the corner flag? Not consistent enough, not good enough. Giving back Arsenal, please. Right, another odd substitution, which was Brown for Smallbone. Uh, I don't think Brown's found his form since he's come back. He didn't do much right yesterday. You'll always get it. He tries, but it, it, it wasn't good. Three. I'll give it three, and there's nothing more else I can say about that. Delap for Campbell. Well, he won us the pen. He, he had the foresight to run across the bloke, so we got the pen. And then he tricks his way through the box. You know the one I'm talking about. Looks like he's going to pull the trigger and falls over. Um, four. 
Uh, I'll go on with a four. I thought he did all right when he came on. I mean, he, 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 you know, at the end of the day, he got the penalty, which is good for he, At least he did something coming off the bench. But I don't know what he was doing there. For me, he's not ready. I've said this a few times now. He's, he's not ready yet. The lad. No, he isn't. He's not ready for I mean, we, we brought in this player with high reputation. And I could understand why. You could see glimpses of it. And the penalty showed that there's glimpses of the lap. I think he will be a good player, but it's not going to be with us. It's too early for us. And, you could, and Man City, I mean, maybe if we can get him on loan next season, he might kick on, but I don't think he'd come back here, do you, Ange, even if he did have the opportunity? No, I don't think he would. Because I don't think he'd get the goals, and it's just not going to look good no, if he wants to get on that City side. Now, for me, the man who almost got man of the match, Fossu. I thought he, he, he was livelier than most. That doesn't, think, that doesn't mean a lot. Uh, I'll give him a five. You've got to yell five all day here, Ange. You, no, I've given, I've given Fox a six. <laughs> I haven't even scraped past four. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> it was garbage, Ange. But anyway, we're going to Fosu. He gets a four and a half because I thought he had some quick feet about him. I thought his movement was nice. I thought he was trying to get us up the pitch. And a man who, for me, should be playing every week. He's too good to be sat on our bench. He's, he's all right. For me, and I'll be brutally honest... He's the only signing I've rated fully. You can see he's a good player. The rest of him, it's all hit and miss. One day the good, and then the crap, then the good, then the rubbish. Fosu looks good every time he plays. Fair enough, he's been played out of position, and he still looks better than some of our players, which shines how crap our recruitment team is. But before we start talking about the recruitment team, I'll get angry. So I'm going to go. I'm going to give him a four. Subs not used. We go on with Bonham. A fantastic sight to see, Ange. What was that? Well, I'm assuming you mean Harry Suter. Yes, he's back. Uh, I think he'll play midweek. I pray he does. I really... Uh, well, I, I, I don't know whether he should pray he does, but I'd play Connor Taylor and I would bring Suter on with about 20 minutes to go. But I think Suter probably needs to play a full game or he isn't going to get called up by the Aussies. Well, that's he's got to get some football in, anti. But one thing I'm going to have to. Two matches. Yeah, I know. But what I'm saying is, is that what has Conor Taylor done wrong to be out this squad? Well, it, as you heard him say, he said he was injured, but he also said that Campbell's got glandular fever, and I think it's really difficult when he when managers say what they say, and, and then it, the next week somebody's in playing like like Campbell. You think, oh, well, I wonder if Taylor is injured. But one could only assume he's been injured. I'd like to see him back in the team this week. Yeah, I don't understand why he's been dropped, especially for Morgan Fox. And, and you know, I'd rather see a Connor Taylor in that squad than, than an Aidan Flint. I mean, Aidan Flint's been gone for a while. Is he injured, Anne? No, he's, he was on the bench the other day. Well, do you reckon he's going in January? No, I think you're deluded if you Come think on, that. Ange, don't disappoint us like that. You could have given us an early <laughs> Christmas present there. You've ruined that, haven't you? Your early Christmas present is wrong. It's not happening. Oh. It's, it's a fake present. No need for that at all. You've ruined your Christmas, Ange. Thanks for that. No Sorry. Need. Oh, wait, stick around till Christmas. You'd be worse. Well, it's getting difficult, these podcasts. Right, Gail. We're going with Gail. He was last substitute. Right, now referee rating. To Mr. Josh Smith, what did you think of him? Well, he's got a decent surname, four. You can't give him a four because he's second name. He was woeful. <laughs> he was rubbish, but I'm still giving him a four. 
Uh, I'll go and fifth two because he gave us a penalty. He might not have given us the penalty, and I thought Baker was lucky to score that actually because Ruddy nearly had it. I don't. Where's Ruddy come hard. from? He's actually been hey. sat on a bench for about four years. Where's he? He's all of a sudden a number one. He played all right, didn't he? Yeah, he did play well. I mean, <laughs> what annoys me is these players that we've got gone and gone. Actually, I'd like him at Stoke, actually. And that's what I, that's what I did yesterday. I was thinking, but you'd like anybody that could catch at Stoke at the moment, wouldn't you? I mean, when we look at Ruddy, I thought, I thought last year, I thought, I thought he'd retired. Then all of a sudden, he's number one at Birmingham and actually played well from all I'm hearing. Why weren't Stoke in for him? God knows. It doesn't make sense to me, this. I mean, if, no. if Ruddy was available, why have we stuck with Bonham? Just let Bonham go and bring Ruddy in. You know, use your brains. Doesn't seem happen at Stoke. Right. So before we jump on to clue two, we're going to go in with Alex Neal's rating. I thought he got the, I thought he got a lot wrong yesterday. I don't think the players knew what they were doing. Uh, I didn't think Campbell and Powell worked. I'm giving him a four. I'll give him a two. I thought it was woeful. I thought his subs were didn't work. Um, I thought I don't understand why Powell played and Campbell when he's been injured uh, ill. I thought, um, it, why not play Gale? If we've got, if Campbell's just come back from it sick, being ill, just play Gale. I know, I know, I know yeah, Gale. Yeah, but he'll is... probably say the same about Gale. He'll probably say Gale's old now and um, needed to rest. Well, that's yeah, but that's nonsense, Ange, because he's played a forty-year-old at the back for three straight games. So whatever he says, it's just nothing but nonsense for me. And I tell you what, he better. He, I tell you what, Alex Neal better start improving this team because if he doesn't, he's going to be out of the job in the, by the end of the season, isn't he? Yes. Simple as that. Right. On the other hand, you could turn around and say you can't keep sacking managers, uh, and they'll give this one more time. Well, it's. I think we we like the merry-go-round of it. For me, it's an exciting time. I'll be honest. In the last two seasons, the only thing that's been exciting is sacking the manager. Who's going to come in? And then when the man does come in, you go, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. It's like, it's like opening a present and you find that Aidan Flint hasn't gone. You know, it's not nice, is it? No, that's a bit of a shock if you do that. Yeah, well, or you open the present and it's a new contract for Aidan Flint, which, let's be honest, would you put that against him in the summer, Ange? No, but you're talking about new contracts. Would you extend Jaggy Elkers now? No. No. Oh, OK. No, I'd probably, well, I'd extend it till the end of the season, but at the end of the season, bye-bye. You know, we, we, yeah, OK. We, we need improvement. Well, his contract expires in January, so would you extend it now? Yes, I would extend it till the end of the season. OK. Because, just because, really, it's good. <laughs> you know, we, we could, now, the January window's coming up, so before we go into, no, actually, we'll go into clue two. Right, so this is clue two of the question. Right, now, the father... Started his career at Everton and didn't do too well and dropped down the leagues. But his son, on the other hand, broke through at Liverpool and scored over 100 goals before the age of 22. Fowler. No, I never played for Stoke Ange, did he? <laughs> no, but his dad might have. <laughs> right, no, the, the, the first clue was the son had played and ended his career at Stoke. Yeah. And the father... Ended his professional career. The last professional game he ever played was for Port Vale. And then he went into the Yeah, but he didn't leagues. play for the Vale, did he? Yeah, he did play for the Vale. He had his, he had his final part. I he might have played against him. Yeah. He, I don't care then. If he played for the Vale, who cares? Well, he, we don't really care about the dad. But he, there's a link there. And like I said... Yeah, I'm quite intrigued to hear the answer to this. So, 
Looking forward to hearing the answer to this. Think about the player. Now, the part of the second clue is that the dad did play with both the Chamberlain brothers at Port Vale. And the son... Actually, actually, I don't think he did, actually. No, let me go back. Oh, so now you're making up... No, no, he didn't now. I've just realised he didn't. He played with... Right. Right, so forget forget that final clue. We're going back to the different players. So he played with... Shawcross and Matty Everington. What number did he wear? I'm not telling you that yet. That's going to be around for clue three. Right, so now we move into the January windows coming up, Ange. And yeah. it's going to be a very vital time at this point because I'll be brutally honest, Ange, I don't know if you are, but I'm terrified we're going to be playing Vale next season. Not a chance. You're saying that, but you weren't very confident at the start of the phone call before we did the pod. No, I didn't say that my answer was we were rubbish and I'm quite concerned, but we will not go down. The team will not go down. Where, where, do you, where are you getting this confidence from, Ange, though? Because we look I'm confident garbage. that there's three worse teams than us. Name them. Rotherham. No, they won't go down. Wigan. No. So, we beat Wigan, you say we're not better than them. Rotherham beat us with one shot on the match. Yeah, but... And, Huddersfield, and Huddersfield. Huddersfield, I agree. I think Huddersfield will go, yeah. Now, but I can't name another. Like, thing is with Rotherham, Rotherham are a a resource, for me, a good workhorse team. They'll play well. But when I look at Wigan, Wigan might be a possibility. I agree with you there, but I can't pick another one. West Brom, we know we're in a false position. Once the new manager gets going... We can't say West Brom in a false position. And he wouldn't stoke in a false position. Yeah, yeah but the, the truth is they'll bring a new manager and instantly they've had a bounce. We, I'm still waiting for our bounce. Well, we, we never have bounces. I mean, Hull are another team that are worse than us. Yeah, but to be honest, they've brought good players and it's just a matter of it's clicking for them. the bottom four at the moment. You've got Hull, West Brom, Wigan and Huddersfield from memory. Right, I think we're better than every one of those. Also, think we're better than Blackpool. I think we're better than Rotherham. I think we're better than Bristol City. I don't know where you're getting this from, though. We're better than Sunderland and Cardiff and Swansea. Yeah, but where? Right. So we should be at least halfway up the table. What? Yeah, but the thing is, with a lot of those teams that you mentioned, Nans, they've got good defences. Like you look at Rotherham's back line, it's very good. I wouldn't mind their back line at Stoke because at least I know they defend. The problem is okay. with us, we can't defend. Phil Jagielka showed that yesterday, and so did Harry Clark. Both of our goals we conceded yesterday were from sloppy defending. Yeah, OK. Compared to the other teams, Blackpool, very good engine team. They, they aren't going to go up. We both know they aren't going to go up. Neither are Wigan, neither are Rotherham. But the thing difference between all these teams that we're talking about, they can defend where we can't. Our, de- yeah, our, de- right. our defence is woeful, and that's what scares me. Like, I know that our team will scrape the odd win, we will. But the problem is, we follow up those wins with four defeats, or yeah. a, a loss, loss, and then we win one, then we, we're back to losing again. I mean, yeah. January's coming up. Now, how would you improve this back line? Because I don't think there's a lot of money spent, is there? lot of money to spend how would I improve the back line we need a goalkeeper that's for certain I'd get a goalkeeper now what would you uh, do I, would you bring I, somebody like a, 
an experienced old man who's probably out of contract that we need bring in, or would you go for a, a young lad on loan? What would you look for? I'd go for an experienced keeper. We need experience behind us. John, John Ruddy? I, I, I wouldn't mind who it was, as long as they've got experience, they've played in this league before, and they've made a few saves. That's what I think is important. And I would get another centre-half. I agree with that. Um, I think we need a left centre-back. I've been saying that now. Yeah. I'm sick of saying that now. I think it's been five years in a row I've been saying we need a left-footed centre-back. I think we also need a holding midfielder, a proper one. I think Thompson does that well. I, he's all right, but I, I think we need a proper holding midfielder. Now, I know that Mendy at Leicester's available. Yeah, you said I would have him. I would definitely have him. Yeah, me. I think that'd improve us. Left centre back, I don't know. I mean, personally, I'd I'd start thinking about getting. Well, I mean, let's go. Smallbone's going nowhere because he he seems to be the token loan signing, doesn't he? He's playing every week, and I don't get why. He's the only midfielder that's playing every week. It's him and Baker. I, know. I don't get what's I know. going on there. Frightening, isn't it? It, it is frightening because I don't understand what's going on. Thompson is for me is a better player than Smallbone. I think he's a better connected player. I think he's better on the ball. Fair enough, he's, he's, he's not a great passer. But, you know, you don't see Thompson picking the ball up and then doing, you know, double step overs with nobody near him and then passing yeah. it out to the wing and then conceding the ball. You know, for me, I would start being clever now with some of these signs, except that, you know, I think you can cancel a loan deal if you want. And I think there's a fee involved, but you can cancel them. It's not a massive fee. It's like... 60 grand into 80 grand. Now, out of the loan signs, who would you do that to? If you could. Smallbone. Yeah, he's one. Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything with the lack. Uh, I'd get rid of Clark. Just them two? Yeah. Because I think if we got rid of them two, it'd open up two new loan possibilities, hasn't it? Who would of... you get rid of? Um... I'm trying to think who all the other loans are. So I'd get rid of Clark. Definitely get rid of Smallbone. I would probably get rid of Liam Delap as well. You've got Fosu, who we've not mentioned. Yeah, I'd I would. Yeah, Fosu. I'd definitely keep Fosu. I think he's the only good side. Kilkenny, he's been a complete waste. Get him. Of time. Yeah, I forgot about him. Bloody hell, I forgot about him. Get him gone. Yeah, straight away him. And it's great how I've turned out to be right about Kilkenny. It's great in it, Andrew. I'm always right. But yeah, so that that opens up four loans or two more expensive loan signings. Yeah, but. But who's going to want to come to us, Ian? Well, players who aren't playing. You know, there's going to be two really? or three. Really? You'd, you'd want to come to Stoke in a relegation battle? Well, I'd rather that than sitting on a reserve team at wherever they am. Yeah, OK. So, you know, it comes to that conclusion, doesn't it? I mean, there's probably a couple at Watford who might be, like Pesuto maybe who isn't playing a lot, and I think there's another one who they brought in from who played for Barcelona, is it Madge or something? Um, Albanian international maybe we could sneak him he's tall supposed to be powerful maybe he could do a job for us I know, I know it's desperation but that's where we are aren't you, isn't it? yeah definitely right so before we go into the women I'm going to have to give you clue free Ange yeah okay sorry I can't believe you still haven't got this I know we haven't given you great clues but <laughs> we'll go in I, I, I mean one of the clues you gave me says oh that's not a clue so yeah yeah I got that wrong Arnie and Bojan didn't play it, it was, it, he'd gone by then. Right, this player retired in a Stoke shirt. He wore the number 10 and he scored 40 goals for England. Who, won, who scored 40 goals for England? This, the son. 
Well, it's got the Owen. <laughs> You've got it. <laughs> it's Michael Owen. I didn't notice that till this week, that his father pretty much ended his professional career at Port Vale. And I thought, that's Neither got... Neither did I. Yeah. You know, there's always been a reason I've not been a big fan of Michael Owen. And that's <laughs> it, obviously, subliminally. Yeah, Michael Owen obviously didn't really play for Stoke. I think he only made 10 appearances, didn't he, and one goal. His father, is it Tyler, Trevi? He actually spoke, and it's weird because his father actually started at Everton where he started at Liverpool. The connections are all right, and they both ended their careers pretty much at Stoke and Stoke on Trent. Yeah. I thought, That's good, but he didn't say in Stoke on Trent, he said at Stoke. I said linked, to, I said linked to Stoke. Port Vale yeah, is in well, Stoke. I mean, you're just making these clues random now. I, I haven't, Tanja, thought, but I found this out last Tuesday. So <laughs> it's one of them. Okay. Yeah, you've got that one right, Michael Owen. I thought that's a good one because I don't think people would have known that, so I thought it was a difficult no, one. No, and I got it right. And you got it right. And the only reason why I got it right is because I said he played for England. <laughs> right, so let's get a bit more good news coming into the podcast. How did the women get on today? Because you did go, didn't right, you? Right, well, the, the women played not Forest, who I think will win the league. And I'm going to say uh, for... For 43 minutes of the first half, we more than matched them and they were just trying long balls. And in two stoke fire, one of their long bo- fashion, one of their long balls went through and somebody nodded it into the net. And then two minutes later, they got another one from a mistake by um, a player. So he 2 0 down and he really should have at least been, um, oh God, they, they should have at least been level. Um, and then the second half, again, we played really, really well. They had four shots, two of them went in, and then we we really had nobody up front that was playing well today because I was at the game. Uh, nothing was sticking. And then the girls took a free kick and it just looped into the net. It was never a 5-0 defeat. It was very disappointing. Um, but it's a strange league. It's, it's a bit like... Uh, a bit like the the championship because you would have expected AFC Fylde, for example, to stuff Bournemouth St Michael's. They got beat three nil. Liverpool Feds, you'd have thought they would have given Burnley a tough game. They lost seven nil. It's just a really, really funny league. West Brom, you'd have thought they'd have beaten Derby. They got beaten three one. It's um, it's a strange league, um, and it was a very disappointing afternoon. Uh, only added to by the fact that the, the reserves lost 5-3 too. So, uh, in terms of Stoke City, it's been an awful weekend and we can only hope, I think, the under-23s play tomorrow. So, we can hope that they win. It's it's not been a good um, week until weekend at all, has it? Let's be honest, 5 nil and 5-3. It's been awful. Absolutely awful. Uh, and I'm really disappointed. I'm more disappointed for the, for the coaches, actually. Uh, the players gave their all. They knew it wasn't a 5-0. But when you're on the side and you've set up a game plan and it's working so well and, and the opposition are just firing long balls because they've run out of ideas and one of these long balls you don't clear properly, a bit, just a bit like the first team yesterday and suddenly you're 1-0 down and that gives the other team heart. Um, it was never a 5-0 game. The girls worked really, really hard. It's the coaches I feel for because they put so much effort into sort of make devising that plan and going through it and doing everything and I know it's football um, but I'm just giving an example and I'm not bemoaning the fate of our team I think it comes to a point where Stoke City Football Club have to decide 
um, whether they want to progress their women's team. Knott's Forest women have their own team bus. It's a, a bus like the men have. They have a girl playing centre-forward for them who's from America, a really top-class player, and because they aren't supposed to be professional, she works for the club. So, be that as it may, it's perfectly legitimate, but Knott's Forest have decided she's a player that's going to make them better, so they have employed her, and she plays for nothing at the weekends. Um, They had about 10 coaching staff more than double what what Stoke have, that all their expenses are paid. The girls at Stoke haven't had any expenses yet. They will get some a small amount towards their petrol. Some of our players are away at university in Loughborough, Derby, Leeds. It's you know how expensive petrol is now, Ian. It's uh, it's hard when you're a student, and I'm not bemoaning the fate because they love playing for Stoke and they wouldn't play for another club at the moment. But there comes a time when, with it, women's football moving on, you've either got to make an investment in your club, which I genuinely think Stoke will do more of. They increased the budget this year, but they're going to have to increase it again because otherwise they get left behind. Well, that's that's the same with his man's team, isn't it? Where we keep getting left behind because of lack of lack of investment in many other teams. I mean, it's a shame that for I mean, maybe. The forest been improved, you know. Women's team has been improved by the men getting in the Premier League. Maybe that's brought a bit more finances in that they shoved into there. But there's no excuse for me with when when we've got owners as rich as we are that our girls aren't getting the best treatment. Full stop for me. You know, at the end of the day, their finances will always make the statements. You know, they are very yeah. rich people, and it seems like yeah. where's the finance? You know, we should have the better. I mean, for me, if you like, I'll be, I'll be brutally honest. If I was the people in that position and I had the finances they have, you know, billions, I'd make sure my team, women, men's, all had the best they could have. I'd bring the best people in. You know, I, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Why, why are women not getting paid or haven't got a coach to go to the games? When is it? When our owners, I think, combined are worth about seven billion. Somebody explain that to me. A lot of it depends upon um, how important football clubs think um, women's football is to that football club. It's very important to the football club. It's 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 an off brand. It to is the to you team. and me. It is to you and me. Maybe it should be right? to them that they, they run the football club. It should be their main passion. It would be mine if I was running the football club. It'd be my main passion. I've always said if I won, I don't know, the Euro Millions and became an overnight multi-millionaire, I'd buy a local football club and put all my time in it. Because, because but I'd, if, if it come down to something slightly cheaper or not, I'd, I'd put the money in. Because, it, you know, it's my new passion. What's the point of having a football club and just letting it go to disrepair? It's about, it's about ambition. If, you, if you've got no ambition, you shouldn't be there in the first place. I've said but this that before. brings you on to another point, doesn't it? That br- brings you on to another point. How much ambition um, can you have before you think? How can I? How can I put it? Uh, how much ambition can you have before you think ambition's fine, but I'm wasting a, a stack of money here? That's football, Ange. That's that's football. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, look at the people in the Premier League, like Man City and all that. Fair enough. 
they've got their very rich people they're, they're astronomical compared to the coach family but you've, I'm afraid if you're going to run a football club in the nowadays market you have to have that ambition to lose money to get that dream to happen I mean for me if I was going to buy a football club and especially if it's a professional and if I had that kind of money my dream would be to win the FA Cup. That's my dream as a fan. It always has been since I was a young kid, and it still is now. If Stoke won an FA Cup at Wembley, that'd be the that'd be it. I've, I've achieved all that. I could die happy. That that's me happy. If I see Stoke win an FA Cup, I almost had the dream not long ago. But you know, I'd spend whatever money it took to get them to that place. I mean, I can remember the Gretna owner years ago. Look at that, that's ambition. Where, uh, fair enough, he, he bankrupted himself with the dream, but he got Gretna from the Scottish non-league to the Premier League in a, in a Scottish FA Cup final. Do you reckon he was happy about that? Of course, he would have been ecstatic about that. And every Gretna fan, I think there's a statue outside the, the club for him, which the fans have paid for themselves. They'll never, ever have a bad word to say about that owner in Gretna, will he? Because he threw everything into them becoming... And he, and he got his dream. There'd be thousands of fans around that area that looked around and goes, yeah, he did it. He got us to where he wanted to be. That's ambition. Fair enough, it was too much yeah, ambition. Definitely. But, you know, when you've got millions of pounds, billions in, in fact, and, you you know, you're just putting people in who are cheap and look after money this way and don't overspend here. and you, you, No, go for it. Go for it. I mean, they're going to replace that. Right, let's put it this way. If if the owners at Stoke put £100 million to that football club, that'd re, that would be replenished after five years. Because at the end of the day... It's yeah, like, I think you're right. It's like, Mal, you're right. it's like Mal Morris at Derby County. Fair enough, it went wrong under him. Why did it go wrong for him? Because he had no money coming in. He sold his business. He had a big cash flow of, I think, five, six hundred million. But that was going to run out. So that's why it didn't work for him at Derby. Our owners have no excuse. They have a constant cash flow. They own Bet365. And they probably have other businesses, whatever. Apparently they own Festival Park, 100% if that's true. They have business coming in. So whatever they spend, they can replace. Mal Morris couldn't. So for me, I don't understand why we aren't spending money. You know, we can bring the best in class in, but for some reason, they don't want to, which is why I'll judge them next season. If we don't spend and go for it next year, it's time for a change for me. Yeah, I would agree. Right, right so, Luton, Luton on Tuesday, Ange. Yeah, God willing. Are you excited? Um, I can't put into words how excited I feel about Tuesday, not... Uh, one thing that will happen for certain on Tuesday is that when the match starts, I can't say for certain, I'm almost certain, the fans will be so behind the team because whether it's right or wrong, Nathan Jones left here and the fans didn't think too highly of him. Now, he's done a great job back at Luton. Some clubs are, people are suited to certain clubs. If they score first, I think Alec Neal will be surprised at the reaction that that gets. I really do. Um, I My head says we haven't got a chance on Tuesday. My heart says we'll win. My heart always says we'll win. 
I'd be I'd take a draw now, but I think the football we will see will be very different to the football we've seen over the past few weeks. I think we'll go long ball, and I think we'll just try and pick up second balls. Um, and I don't care how we win. I feel we have to win on Tuesday. I really do feel we have to win on Tuesday because it's the last match at home before the break. And Alex Neal, sorry, our dear friend Nathan Jones, the last time he was here, I'll never forget his chest-thumping antics. Uh, he won't be a very well-liked man at Stoke again. It'd just be interesting. So I'm going for 2-1 for Stoke now. I think you're mad. Right. <laughs> a lot of people have been saying that for a long time. I Ian. think you're absolutely mad. We're going to get we're going to get Matt battered here. Um, Nathan Jones will be more than up for this game. I, th- I think if if you asked him at the end of his career what club did he hate the most, he'll say Stoke. Um, we we don't like him much back. I thought he was unlucky. Really, I've said this before. I think that you know he he was left with Gary Rowett's rubbish, a lot of rubbish from the Premier League. And he couldn't turn it round. But saying that, it's a results game and he didn't get them. And if we kept him in charge, we'd be in League One now, we'd be playing Bale. So, but I think he's done an incredible job at Luton. From reports, apparently he turned the Brighton job down to stay with Luton, which I think is mental if he did. I've got a feeling we'll lose this 2-0. That's just me heart. That's that's me head talking. And I'm going to go with me head this week because last week, I went with me heart and missed out on a, on a point to go 2-0 ahead so I'm going to go with my head I think we'll lose 2-0 and, and are you definitely scared that Alfie Doherty is going to come back and haunt us no 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 why is that because the only person that will come back and haunt us will be Nathan Jones so you think we're going there's to beat no him room, there's no room for another haunter when Nathan's charging up and down the pitch Nobody will have a chance to haunt us apart from him. Well, I'm well. This is the thing. If he if if he did it at the bet three six five, running up and down, chunching his fist. Let's be honest. Off the off the off the stand will be on the pitch. Let's be honest. So he's not going to do that. He's not that silly. So we're not going to see chest pumping and running down the touchline because the fans will not be after him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a warning, Nathan. If you're listening, don't do that against Stoke, please. But I, I think he's built a good side there, and I just don't think we've got it in the tank. I, I, unless Harry Suter comes in and is, and is sharp as we need him be, I can't see his defending against his team. They play great football, they attack well. And I know you've said that we play a long ball, but I don't know who, who's going to stick the ball. I mean, who's going to keep hold of it? Where's it going to stick if we play a long ball? Liam Dillap. No chance. <laughs> Absolutely madness. <laughs> this is just hope talking again, isn't it? Uh, you, you're depressing me now. Well, you, you know I'm right, though, that's why it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, you're really depressing me now. <laughs> right, is there a game at the weekend? It's the last game against West Brom. We always beat West Brom, though, Ange. We always beat West Brom. I'm game with a win. All right, well, I will go with a draw. No, win, Ange. We'll beat West Brom. No, we, I'm we... Go, you go, hey, listen, I'm going with a draw. Right, and when we have our podcast next Sunday will be so upbeat because we'll be undefeated in two. <laughs> yeah, but that's never a good sign, Andrew, because when we do it unbeaten in two, we lose two after. Ah, but we'll have forgotten because we've got the World Cup break. 
So we'll have forgotten about those two undefeated and we'll come back as though it's the start of the season and then we'll go on a roll and we'll be Champions League material. And I must stop drinking this sherry. Yeah, yeah, stop drinking that sherry, Ange. You've gone absolutely crazy there. That last, <laughs> that last bit, I might have to cut. <laughs> <laughs> Because if not, you'd be so depressed with the way we play. Yeah, we are garbage at the moment. Right, so what's your score line? So you're saying draw, but what's the draw? I'm going... Against West Brom? Yeah, I'm going... One each, I'm going one nil win against West Brom, because we always beat West Brom. And what are you going against Luton? Uh, Two nil Luton. Right, so we're going to get three points out of six. I'd take that now. Right. <laughs> I would take that. So thanks for that. It's been an interesting podcast. You love the question. You got it. It was Michael Owen. Yeah. Uh, so does that mean we won each now? No, no. That doesn't mean you won each. It just means you're one nil up on the on the quiz question. Great. I'll do a quiz question for the next for the next game. Yeah, but not too hard. Right, don't don't but, start right. throwing I'll a player from nine feet far. No, listen. I'll give you the answer now. No. And you've got to give me the question. That's hard. Well, that's so ridiculous. The answer, <laughs> the answer is Eddie Clamp. I'm just going to ignore that bit at the end, Ange. <laughs> you can do me a question to see if we can get get it up and running. I'll do you a question, and I'll speak to you. Um, I'll send you a message on Tuesday when you're suicidal. <laughs>